Hi, everybody, and welcome to It Came From The Internet, a podcast review reaction show where we talk about horror movies that we randomly find on streaming services. I'm your host, Mo. And I'm your other host, Phil. And today we are watching... What do we watch? The Devil's Doorway. A 2018 horror movie found footage from Ireland about... We found it on Hulu, right? Yes, found on Hulu. um, About possession, I guess? Lots of different things. Yeah, so, all right, so we're going (laughs) to, on the top, I think it's okay to say, um, we're going to give a brief... uh, reaction, what a recommendation, if you should go see it, um, stuff like that. And if you want to stick with us, we're going to do a full kind of beat-by-beat reaction, because that's fun. All right, so I guess we're going to try to go low spoiler. Low spoiler at the top. Um, So it's a possession movie, ghost movie, and evil nun movie. I, I think that's fair to say there's an evil nun within the first five minutes. So evil nun movie. Um, and it is a found footage movie that takes place in the 1960s, so everything is in Super 8. So that's the gimmick. <laughs> um. They really stuck with it. Like, they, they, they made no attempts to, uh, come up with a justification to have a more widescreen or a more modern aspect ratio, which was interesting. There is music, though. There is. And the sound is perfect. Oh my god, the sound is so good. Sorry. The, the sound is perfect. <laughs> High quality, modern HD sound, but the video is the square, grainy mess. I'm also thinking the sound mixing was fucking amazing. Okay, there's gonna be swear. <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, there was a lot of little things that I really liked that were the sound that were really good. So anyways, I would recommend the movie question mark. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and second that. It's a little bit of a mess, but I've seen worse. You, yeah, you could do worse. I mean, it's like uh, it's it's better than you could do worse. It's entertaining. It does the haunted house thing. It takes itself a little bit too seriously, but I recommend it. If that like if you're into hot evil nuns, <laughs> always a sucker for a good evil nun. All right, so now we're gonna get into the spoilerific part of this. Yeah. Um, we meet, uh, well, we start off the top where we introduce this Magdalene laundry place where they talk about how it's a home for like prostitutes and, and mad women. And I don't think it was a specific place. I think they, it was just kind of yeah. the general name that they gave Catholic asylums. Yes. So it's a Catholic asylum for these women who have been cast out by society, except that it's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> That really doesn't. Like, I thought it would be that one of these women would be a character, but <laughs> no. Um, cold open to something that's the end of the movie where one of our mains is running around with found footage Super 8 through these caves and gets attacked by an evil nun. So, evil nun. <laughs> and it is clearly an evil nun. I'll take your word for it. I look down for a second. Um, so then we jump... Jump ahead like a few days earlier. Oh, yeah, we jump back back, back <laughs> ahead uh, where we meet our priests John Thornton and Thomas 
Riley. Uh, I spent the entire movie thinking that Tom Riley sounds incredibly familiar. And it was like, is it because it's just an absurdly generic Irish Catholic name? No, no. The main character of the Bad Ben series is named Tom Riley. Oh, my God. Oh, Bad Ben. Okay, anyways. So, John and Thomas have been brought to this Magdalene Laundry um, because one of the nuns wrote a letter that says that... They have a miracle. Yeah, they have a Virgin Mary statue who weeps blood. They go to their mother superior, who I want to say in my notes, I started writing as Mo Soups, <laughs> um, who denies it. And then they go see the statue and Thomas suggests, like, they're basically staking it out for a bit. And Thomas suggests that John goes and gets B-roll of the laundry room where all the cast out girls are. Which he does. Um... They have some good old shots of abusive nuns. Yes. So then a girl says, uh, what was it? Like, hey, father, want to see, what was it, my party trick? And she starts singing. Yeah, no, it was just her party show or something. Yeah, yeah. So she starts singing. And then Mother Superior kicks her fucking ass. Just like. Cold cocks the bitch. Flying slap across the room. And I was just. Uh, and then... <laughs> Mother Superior, the fucking tackling nun. Yeah, like, knocked the girl onto the ground. I thought she was starting to bleed, but it was just laundry shit. Um, and then Thomas is... Lit. The next scene, it's just focused directly on Mother Superior talking to Thomas. So she's not looking at the camera. And she Thomas is like, I don't like how you're treating these women. <laughs> and Mother Superior is like, well... You're the one who sent your dirty laundry here, so... Yeah, they have a major theme in the early part of this movie, and I wrote this down. It's like, why is why is laundry such a recurring motif? Because it's a laundry. It's the Magdalene laundry. It's, like, it's called laundry. Look, there's the laundry. You should go to the laundry. It's and it's, got, like, everywhere for, like, 15 minutes, and then they never bring it up. It's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so. They couldn't decide on a theme. I, well, evil nuns. But anyways, the note I have here is don't fuck with Mo Soups. <laughs> um, and Thomas is worried about the girls. And then we get our first night. So our first night, John and Thomas have been sequestered to a wing so that they're kept away from the nuns and the girls. And John is alone in his room. And he does this thing where he's perfectly situated in front of the mirror and he leans down to get a glass of water, drinks it, and then leans back down. And you think there's going to be some spooky shit in the mirror, like he's going to lean back away and there's going to be like something in the mirror. But that never happens. So disappointing. I'm disappointed in that. The movie does a lot of shit where it's like, oh, like, not, like, like, it's a horror movie. You know it's going to happen, and then they do it, yeah, and it's satisfying. Nothing that they do is particularly inventive, but they play it off. Yeah, no, they just, it is paint by numbers, and it's so satisfying to see it. I'm sorry, like, I love that, like, spooky children ghost. Yeah, awesome. Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so I was very hyped, and I wanted to see spooky shit in the mirror, but nothing happens. So he wakes up in three in the morning. To the sound of children, like, laughing. Then that's all that happens the first night. Uh, the next day, he's interviewing Thomas. 
who admits that he does not believe in the supernatural. He's apparently this priest who goes around... Which is kind of the the general use character of the priest debunker. Yeah, so we have... The Vatican debunker. Because that, that's an archetype that shows up in a lot of movies that I've seen. Yeah, not just like, we've got one person who doesn't believe in the supernatural and another person who is willing to buy it. Yeah. Basically. So, you know, by the end of it, the person who doesn't believe in the supernatural is going to go in whole cocked, just <laughs> believing. Um, they are a true believer. So that's, that's one horror movie thing that, you know, they're setting up. <laughs> We're going to get that. Um, but he does say it's more fun and less scary to believe that it's something else, which I liked. Uh, so Thomas is checking the, um, the Mary for fraud. He's tested the resin on it. And he's checking for mechanisms behind the eyes. I actually had a note right before that shot, like okay. when he starts to go in there, because I thought it was very interesting. They, they just had this incredibly dull shot of a bunch of nuns going into the chapel or whatever. Yeah. But they like screwed with the frame rate to make it go a little bit faster. And I'm like, yeah, fucking with your frame rate is a really good way to just spice up your dull shot. And <laughs> just get it out of the way there. There's a lot of dull shots. Uh, there's a lot of he good goes, shots and he, a lot of dull yeah. shots. He, he goes all in on that B-roll. Um, then there was something... So, uh, then there was, like, this whole scene where they're recording... They're focused on, like, a, a playback machine play where they're playing... Like, it's just shot on, like... Yeah, the, it, it's yeah. the two priests, and they're talking together, and all you're watching is, like, a Oh, they're record. playing a music. They're playing music on it. They're, yeah. Okay, so that's... It's not a record. It's, um... It's yeah, no, tape. Yeah, yeah. So, what are they listening to again? Oh, yeah, it was... Do, 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 do. No, 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 it wasn't anything that, that epic. It, it was, did get epic. It kind of got epic towards the end, though. It was and just, I recognized um, it, but I didn't write it down. It was some, like, women's choir... Uh, delivering delivering a mass that they weren't supposed to have been allowed to deliver. It, it, or something I, I like think that. that I think that's the song that they were singing at the end. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, like I'm, I'm very quiet. We'll we'll get back to that. Um, so the second night is a little bit more fun. John wakes up at three in the morning, and he sees a little girl playing at the bottom of the stairs in his wing. So he leaves his bedroom. Looks down over the, the landing and sees the little girl playing at the bottom stairs. So he goes down there, and then she's not there. The only thing that's left is this, like, fucked up clown doll. Yeah, it's like a little marionette. Yeah, yeah, because she was yeah. puppeting it. And then you hear, uh, he's going to kill you, or... They're going to kill you. They're going to kill they you. They actually say that a lot, of, a, a lot more times. Yeah. Like that's a recurring thing. So she whispers, they're going to kill you, and then John turns, and there's a spooky little ghost girl who's at the top of the stairs. Or on the landing. Um, and she's got a spooky little ghost face. Um, then we go sh- quick shot back into John's yeah, room. He, he goes back He goes back into his room, finds the clown doll under his bed. Well, well, first off, uh, he's sitting in the room listening to these children runs singing back and forth. Um, of something like Old Father Longlegs throw him down the stairs. I think he's Father Longlegs. <laughs> and they're like threatening him or something. I don't know. Um... And then John slowly looks under the bed, and you know if it's a horror movie, he's either going to find something under the bed, or he's going to find nothing, and then go back up above the bed. Well, I mean, that covers your options when you look underneath something. There's either going to be something there, or there isn't. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not going to do the thing where he looks under, and then he looks back up, and there's nothing there. Like, 
like, he, you see him slowly go to look under the bed and you know some shit's up. And you're like, okay, we're in a horror movie. This is great. So that's what I mean by, like, this is paint by numbers. Like, it sets it up and gives you your expectations. It's perfect in that regard. But anyways, he finds the doll under his bed. <laughs> yeah, he finds the doll under the bed and then there's some whispers and then he and then sees, like, handprints. So, his... yeah, handprints start forming on the curtains. Which they do a lot more. Like yeah, it's one of their favorite effects, and it's movie. it's a good effect. And then a ghost child runs out. Yeah, just bum rushes him. Um, so then he, he's I guess he just goes back to bed. And this was actually I thought it was a nice commitment and good memory on the part of the the screenwriters that they're using film cameras because we're so used to modern found footage movies being on like video cameras and cell phones and stuff like that. So you, you see a fucking ghost and you replay it. To somebody within like an hour. Yes. And you go, look, I've proven there are ghosts. But they can't do that here. And nobody ever even brings it up. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That makes... You beat me. You're thinking ahead. Hopefully. Hopefully that's what they... (laughs) Hopefully. Um, I mean, maybe that's why it's on Super 8. To cover that thing. Or they just like the aesthetic. It has a certain lo-fi charm. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just love that it's on Super 8, because, like, Super 8 cameras look like giant original Star Trek phasers. Like, they have a handle on the bottom, and you hold it like a gun, and you point the camera at, at whatever you're filming. Oh. That's what a Super 8 camera looks like. Oh. So this entire movie, I'm just, just picturing to John, like remembering, thinking, thinking, like, this is what the priest looks like. He's like, like, doom guy. Well, I mean, like, towards the end, that would make sense because, like, the camera angles didn't quite work towards the end because he was, like, pointing it off. So he probably was, like, holding it across. Well, we'll get there. Sorry, I keep saying we'll get there. <laughs> but, um, so this, this movie makes me excited. Anyways, so Thomas and John, so I guess John went to sleep, wakes up the next morning, and Thomas and John are talking while Thomas is once again looking for mechanisms. And he asks, um, you really don't believe in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't ask it like that. Uh, if you don't believe, why are you a priest? Um, and Thomas delivers this line where he's like, well, my mother liked my brother, the doctor, better. What do you want me to say? <laughs> but then he says, I wanted to be a good man and closer to God, but God is not here. And then Father Thomas is about to fuck snap. He is just like laying out and he's starting to froth himself up, going on about like hypocrisy in the church and all that shit. He's like... He hates where where they the the laundry, and he hates what the nuns are doing, and he's just pissed. Like he looks like he's about to take a hammer and start beating things. <laughs> um, and then and then Mary starts crying blood. All the Marys start crying. All the statues. All statues of Mary start crying blood. Uh, we we had a little aside that it looked kind of like gel or neon red corn syrup. Yeah. It's... it's I, I was going for, like, the stuff you feed hummingbirds. Yeah, it's pretty translucent and bright to be blood, but it looked nice on Super 8, yeah, I guess. It's technicolor blood. Yeah. So, anyways, all of the blood that has been cried out from the Marys is the same blood. It is a female type O negative, and she's pregnant. Which is really impressive, like, genetic phenotyping for 1960. In his fucking room with whatever he brought with him. And he picked out that she's pregnant. Like, 
It kind of makes sense. It's a blood test. You yeah. get levels of stuff in a blood test. So uh, then they're testing the girls and the nuns to see whose blood it is. And they're going through everybody in there. And then there's the the, the nun who gave the letter who's never shown yeah, on they, screen. Yeah, they kind of just start testing through everybody and eventually run out. Yeah. Then the nun who gave the letter who's not shown on screen probably for her anonymity. I th- let's pretend I said that word right. Um, says the place is evil and that there's a girl locked up in the basement. <laughs> and I wrote that in all caps like, excuse me? This movie just took a turn. So they confront Mosoops and <laughs> sorry, she takes them to the lower infirmary. Like she says, uh, where they keep all the mad women. She says, yeah, I like how. So, so the, the nun who wrote the letter, like, name drops the, the one girl that's supposed to be locked in the basement. And then they go, and Mother Superior's like, it's where we keep all the mad ones. And it's like, wait, how many are there? Eh, there's just the one, really. You can kind of hear a few in the background. Yeah, yeah, but... The, the, they're implying more insidiousness than there really is. Anyways, Kathleen O'Brien is in the basement. <laughs> um, and it's a stereotypical spooky basement. It's like a concrete box, you know, covered in crosses, you know, like you do. As dingy as you can imagine, busted ass little mattress on the floor. Um, so then we see Kathleen, who is chained to the floor, and she's pregnant. Um, Thomas insists that they get her up and get her out of there, get her out of the chains, and they try to take her out, and we get our first, well, not our first, actually, it's not our first, because <laughs> we have spooky ghost children. But anyways, we get a really good shot of her like with creepy white eyes before she bites a fucking nun. <laughs> I don't know if it was creepy white eyes or if she was like looking up you saw the whites of her eyes no, and no. then it went to creepy black eyes. No, it was creepy white eyes. It was creepy white eyes, creepy. not creepy black eyes. Yeah. We we were around this, so I watched it twice because he <laughs> missed it the first time. It was creepy white eyes. I'm trying desperately to take notes. <laughs> Sorry. Um Yeah, and then she just bites a nun. She bites a nun. Uh, Thomas is still speaking for on her behalf. He's like, this still cannot fly. Um, let's clean her up, blah, blah, blah. So she gets cleaned up and she starts speaking. Kath- Kathleen and Thomas start speaking and she starts speaking in ancient Greek and she says something to him. And that's kind of roughly when I was like, oh, she's possessed and pregnant. <laughs> um, and then a nun starts contorting. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they go to go... I'm gonna pr- they, they go to pray. Oh, yeah, they go is, to pray. That's what it is. They go to pray, and the, the Mother Superior and the other nuns are like, ah, oh, she's not going to pray, she's evil! So she, <laughs> she starts, starts praying. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, one of the other nuns flips out and, like, crab walks. And they got a contortionist on set. I'll, I'm sorry, all my notes says, in all caps, she's possessed in prego. Contortionist nun. <laughs> sorry, skipped over some stuff. Anyways. Which is actually a pretty good... Pretty good hint. She starts praying and the nun wigs out. Oh, Evil nun! Oh. See, like, they have a... They threw in the kitchen sink, but it's kind of smart about it. Like, I, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> like, there's just a lot in there. But anyways, um, alright, so... Once the nun's done contorting, I guess we all went to bed. John wakes up at three in the morning again. No, I, I like... They gave her a bed. 
They, they yes, got rid they of the mattress her bed. and they give her a bed, and they have this one little creepy shot where like a hand reaches out from oh, the yeah. bed. Oh, yeah. Like, I try not to write down everything. But yes, there was a creepy <laughs> yeah, I just remember it because I noticed it's like, oh, they were nice and they gave her a bed. Yeah, and the hand reaches out and grabs her, and then she lets go before anyone can see, and it's just kind of. I don't entirely know what it was for, but yeah. it was like one of those things that. You oh, no, no, no. It was a child because she's the mother of all the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, so John wakes up. At three in the morning again, to the sound of children and the father longlings rhyme again. Um, and then he goes outside to see what's going on and he gets shushed by a nun. And then she disappears. Um, and at this point, the bulb on the Super 8 starts blinking. And this is going to happen for the rest of the fucking movie because <laughs> he brought one bulb. And... It blinks whenever they need to do something interesting. Yeah, so of course we're going to do that. It it does the horror movie setup thing, so you know what's going to happen if you've seen a horror movie before, that every time it blinks and comes back on, something different might be there. So, like, you could be looking down an empty hallway, the light blinks, and then when it comes back on, there's suddenly somebody in the empty hallway. So... If you see the blinking light on anything, you know that's going to happen. The movie delivers. We're good. <laughs> um, so, uh, then the Mary statues just start exploding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that starts happening. <laughs> um, Thomas runs into the room and he's like, all the Mary statues are exploding. And then uh, through the blinking light, we see a little girl. And then she's walking down the stairs. Like, we, she's just standing in the hallway. The light blinks. She's walking down the stairs. The light blinks. She's disappeared. Yeah, I don't know where Tom wanted them to go, but John just gets completely distracted and starts following this ghost girl down the stairs. As you do. Um, so he gets down into a basement where they hear ritual chanting. And he gets right up against the door to look into a hole with the Super 8 camera. I don't know what he was planning on seeing with this fucking Super 8 through the peephole. Anyways, there's an eyeball there. The people and the viewfinder. Yeah. <laughs> With no light. Anyways, an eye shows up right in the keyhole because it, of course it does. This movie is great about that. He lines up with the keyhole. He's not going to see shit, but we're going to see an eye. Because of course. A nice spooky red eye. Ah, sorry. I love that. Uh, anyways... <laughs> I really like that it had the, you know what's going to happen. Anyways, um, so then they enter a room and it's empty. It's yeah, no, I love how they do it. Like, he he sees it and he, like, jumps back and freaks out. And then Father Tom Thomas is, like, all guns blazing. Kicks char- down the door. Charges in and, like, slams this door open and jumps into the room. And it's like, ah Well, not exactly, but... He's not exactly. He's he's Father Thomas is kind of old and he needs dental work. <laughs> he's he's a frail old man. <laughs> he he busts down some doors and he'll kick some nuns' ass, but I don't. Mm. Superman, he's not. Um, but then Phil said that there's a what you had said. I wrote it down. Is that the room was filled with a hodgepodge of satanic ritual bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> so like. You know, pentagrams and goat skulls yeah. and... Pentagrams, goat skulls, weird shit. Like, drawn in blue, I think, for some reason. Greek. Greek can only be in a certain color. Well, Greek... Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, the white and Greek flag. White and blue, Greek flag. Okay. 
<laughs> Anyways, I mean, he just said, Thomas brings up that uh, the, the, the last time he saw a ritual like that was in Greece. Right. Yeah. So, no, that's why. Uh, that, that, that's why they used a blue blue marker. I don't know. Leave me alone. Anyways, <laughs> Thomas, and then Thomas goes uh, and they go grab Mother Superior and bring her down to the room and all of the ritual bullshit is gone. But then they hear Kathleen freaking out. Um, apparent, I didn't know what was happening. Apparently she was hurting herself, like scratching herself. Yeah. They didn't really show it. They got a, a bad case of shaky cam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Thomas runs into the room. The door closes. And he's like, help us, because um, she was hurting herself, which was revealed later on. Um, then, we, then a doctor comes, yeah. so because she was hurting herself. Um, and it turns out that Kathleen is a virgin. Ah! So she's... Jazz uh, hands. What's it called? Virgin pregnancy? What, what are those called? Virgin pregnancy? I, I don't know. <laughs> is, is there a term? Immaculate conception. That's the one. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I remembered. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Neither one of us is very religious. <laughs> we're bad at this. Um, so the doctor then says that he, that Kathleen is very weak. He doesn't think that she'll survive labor. Um, they go through down. And he also doesn't want her to hurt the baby. Yeah. So he wants to, he doesn't think she'll survive, but he thinks the baby will and that the baby is the priority. Uh, John brings up a C-section and the doctor says, well, the church doesn't allow it. Uh, the only reason why I wrote this down is that um, she also has a very rare blood type, O negative, <laughs> which they brought up before. <laughs> Sorry. I think they just wanted to lean on it because it sounds cool. Typo yeah. negative. And that there wouldn't, if you they know, did a C-section, they wouldn't be able to. It was a band. Yeah. But. Here in the hole. But I'm like, oh, I guess that's why they brought it up. Um. Anyways, she in order for it to really go smoothly, she would need to go to a hospital. Um, but they don't want her to leave. Yeah, the nuns don't want her to leave. So now my notes get a little disjointed. Um, I just stopped taking anything at this point. <laughs> like, I gave up. Uh, so my notes get a little disjointed. I don't... They just start doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, things just start happening. So they... Like they, 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 try, you know, they try to take her out of the room and like... No, well, no, first, first, and... first, before they do that, she floats off the bed. <laughs> and she, like, exorcist style. Um, and it's kind of funny because she's pregnant. So, <laughs> sorry. Which is really bad of me to say. But it's, it, like, you normally see like nice pretty waifs floating like that and she's got like this giant beach ball and <laughs> it was just kind of weird um and then the lights go out and then when they come back on again kathleen is crouched and creepy and white-eyed on the floor and it is amazing it's a good shot um and that's when they try to take her out like this stuff kind of just really happens yeah really they, quickly. they rapid fire a lot of stuff so they're, yeah. they're, they're floating off the bed and then they try to take her out of the room and her hand lights on fire. Yeah. So a lot of creepy stuff is happening really, really fast. And it might seem like they're just kitchen sinking this, but it actually works. You, you want to think, though, like, at that point, you know, you've had so much shit going on. You know, Maybe you call the Vatican back and get some backup. Yeah. You've got two priests. Why, why wouldn't you think the floating off the bed would still be a trickster? Yeah. And it's like... 
they both saw that. So it's not like one guy catches it on camera and then can't show the other one. It's like they two, both saw two priests it. coordinated accounts. Oh, I think they were planning on it because the next scene is the checklist of possession, which is hilarious because suddenly John is just reading it off like a grocery list in front of a projector for some reason. Yeah, and like, and he's like, "Okay, check, yep, check, check." Yep, got that. Mm, yep, got that. Got two of those. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then that one up last Thursday. And then when he's when he's done, he's like, "Yep." <laughs> he just says, "Yep." And it's just like. Perfect. So I think they were planning on doing something about it. And Thomas is still like, she's not possessed, but it's not like he, he's not as adamant about it. Like they said something like uh, unusual positions. And he said, well, she didn't have that because the nun had it. Yeah. But anyways, then John asks Thomas what Kathleen had told him in Greek at the beginning. And he said that you were born here and then he was born out of wedlock. Um, and that, yeah, he was born in the laundry by somebody. Um, and Entirely possible. They, they will not confirm nor deny. But. And my favorite line in the whole fucking movie. Uh, John says, well, what about your mother? And what about your brother, the doctor? And he says, I lied. Bless me, father, for I have sinned. It's been too fucking long since my last confession. <laughs> just, and the way he says it is just so deadpan. Like, You're asking stupid questions, John. <laughs> I'm going to make some shit up. It's so good. All right. Then they go back down to see Kathleen. Um, I don't know. That just, I don't, does it really jump around this much or did I just take bad notes? No, I feel like it jumped around a lot. Huh. Like they would have, they had character backstory and then they would try to get, they talked to Kathleen and then like Father John went and yelled at Mother Spirit for a little while. Like reading my notes back, it's like none of this kind of makes sense of why they would do that because it sounds like they would go talk to the Vatican next, but... They didn't, which is why I was confused. But it didn't feel that way when watching it, you know? Like it felt natural that these things were happening, that they were jumping seats, whatever. Um, So Kathleen then says that she's in limbo. And that she's the mother of these dead babies that they killed. Um, so I think that's the hand that she was holding underneath. Right. Was probably one of her children. Um, and then, so uh, Thomas then confronts Mother Superior about this, that she had lied on the adoption records. Uh, and then Father Thomas gets a bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> um, and then... She says she sold the babies. And my note was... Yeah, we didn't really send them off to America to be adopted. We just sold them. So that we could keep running this. And it's like, to who? Who did you sell these babies to? (laughs) Who buys babies? It's like a stereotype. I don't think it was a stereotype from the 60s. Yeah, that's like industrial revolution era shit, but, uh, you know. Who's buying babies? Anyways, that's the point when Kathleen decides it's time to give birth. Uh, Thomas goes for, uh, insists on a doctor, but Mother Superior says, I'm just going to go fucking do it. They don't have time, blah, blah, blah. They don't have time, and then Thomas says he's going to run and get a doctor, and Mother Superior says it'll be done by the time you get back. (laughs) Um, And she says, I'm going to cut the ligament. And it took me a second to realize... Because he drops the camera there. Yeah, so he leaves the camera on the 
nightstand pointed directly at Kathleen and she's looking into the camera the entire time. And then Mother Superior says that she's going to cut the ligament. And it took me a second to realize she's popping the cherry. (laughs) Oh. And then the whole scene is just aimed at Kathleen with Mother... It's actually kind of disturbing. It was painful for me to watch. It's just sound effects of like squishy things and things being cut. And Mother Superior singing. And it's just... And then, like, coming in and out of scenes, like, people carrying bloody rags and Kathleen just staring into the camera and sweating and crying. And it's just, ah! Like, it came out of nowhere for a movie with some of the, like, jump scare ghost kid shit that they've pulled so far. Yeah. Like, it was punching above its weight. It did well. It it was fairly disturbing. Yeah. And I, I was sitting there watching, and I'm thinking, you know, this movie's actually getting kind of good. <laughs> like, I wasn't sold on it <laughs> completely. Cause it seemed like it was just doing a bunch of generic, random ghost stuff. Well. In, like, really dark, crappy hallways. Doing it well. Doing it well. I mean, it was competently executed, but it wasn't terrifyingly creative. Anyways, that scene was painful to watch, and I crossed my legs very, very tight. Um... <laughs> Anyway, um, so then we go out into the hallway where John and Thomas are just waiting. Um, I think, and then things go on. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then we see a bunch of hands on a door, which was kind of cool and creepy. Like like the silhouettes of hands on doors. Yeah. And then they burst the door open. Thomas does this. Of course. Um, and Kathleen is there dead with coins on her eyes and she's crying blood. Um, more blinking light bullshit. So my notes get a little hap because it's- the movie gets more haphazard. Like they yeah. just start chasing things. So they're trying to find the baby, at least originally. During okay, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the like, baby has been taken away. So now they're like sonar tracking this baby crying through the the nunnery. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're, yeah, they're trying to find the baby, and the continuity of what you see on camera between flashes when the light bulb goes on and off goes straight to shit. So, the, like, all of a sudden, Father Thomas will appear in front of or behind the camera, and they're just running around and trying to find the baby, and you can't tell what hallway they're in, and suddenly it seems like they're in a completely different place. I think at some point they end up back in the the Black Mass room. And I don't remember if they end up back in the black mass room before or, or after the little kid in the wine cellar. Oh, no. The little kid in the wine cellar is first. Was that a wine cellar? They look like PVC pipes. I assume they were like little wood things for they're, stacking they're wine up. Like a little too deep, though. You think? I don't know what that room was. One bottle of wine from each end? Yeah. Maybe like loaves of bread, but that's a lot of bread to store. Maybe it's the the sheets. Like, roll them up. Roll them up, put them in there. Yeah. But there's nothing in there. Yeah, no, it's completely empty. What the fuck was that place? Anyways, there's a <laughs> spooky little kid who says they're going to kill you. Um, so then they go into the Satan room and they find a dead nun. Oh, wait. Okay, so the- <laughs> they foreshadowed it. It's not just surprise that no. No, no, no. Hang on. There is. They're chasing the baby. Oh, no, no. They're chasing the baby, 
And then John gets distracted by a ghost kid who's running down the same set of stairs that they ran down before into the Satan room, which is where the satanic hodgepodge of satanic ritual. Which I had no idea where they were because I thought they were already in a basement. No, no, no. Like, I recognize it. It was the same one. Um, And they find a dead nun in there. And you said that they foreshadowed this? That's the letter nun. The one who wrote the letter. No, I don't think it was the letter nun. They, They were talking to a nun. It may have been the letter number. They were interviewing somebody who was talk, talking to them about, can you sin to do good? Can you... That was the letter nun. That, that was letter nun? That was letter nun. So I think they killed letter nun. <laughs> um, and then I just realized that that's her. And then they find a hole? Yeah. And it, it's foreshadowed because they, uh, you know, quote check the... Oh, yeah, the... You know, if, if, pluck if, thine eyes. Yeah, if your, eye, if your arm would cause you to sin, remove your arm. If your eye... Yeah, and her eyes are you to sin, her eyes are plucked out. out. Okay, then they find a hole, and this is where things really get kind of. Um, and they find like caverns through this hole, um, and it's not it's not a cave system at first. It's it, like they're constructed yeah. walls, but it, it eventually and, devolves and like into flat a cave walls, system, and it devolves into a cave system at some point. But it starts off as just. A dingier version of some of the same stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the Silent Hill version of <laughs> But then it turns into a cave system, and it has a bunch of child bones. Like, I wrote child bones because it wasn't obvious. They were human bones, but yeah, they were... Yeah, it, it, it goes everywhere, because it's it, they're still sort of trying to find the baby, and then they're running around going... They're chasing after the they're ghost. They're going to find us and freaking out. And then, oh yeah, and then they say, oh, they're going to find us. So it's hard to tell what their motivation is for running around, but they're running around. Yeah. So they're either trying to find the baby or running away from somebody who's chasing them. And I don't know when they started being chased or or what is going on or where they are. Yeah. So they said they're going to find us and they're trying to find the baby. Um and then John, I wrote Spirit Shames Thomas, being like, you really don't believe in this shit still. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, is this the time or place, John? Anyways, uh, they find a jack in a box at one point, and I the and Thomas plays with it, and the only reason why they do that is because like a minute later, John starts wailing, We're lost, we're lost, and then points the Super 8 down and we see the jack in the box again to show that they went in a circle. On accident, somehow, to try and establish some sense of geography. Yeah, they could have done that better, but whatever. Um, then they find another satanic altar, and at the altar is that marionette doll that was underneath John's bed. Um, then he's attacked by nuns. Yeah. And we get the shot from the beginning, where John is running around by himself, screaming for Thomas. Uh, they do a couple of little teases before that. Because, like, you, you start seeing some... It's actually kind of tense. You start seeing some stuff oh, in the background yeah. behind his shoulder. And I think at one point, uh, John says, it's, it's a bat. It's a bat, because he's trying to tell himself... And I'm, like, just watching this movie go completely off the rails. I have no idea what, they are, what they're what they doing, where they are anymore. I'm like, are we going to have vampires? <laughs> Let's just check all the boxes. We got dead kids, ghosts, evil nuns, and vampires. Let's we got, do it! We got close. So... John is running through these caves by himself, screaming for Thomas when he gets attacked by a nun, which is what we saw in the beginning of the movie. And then we just hear, like, like 
chewing sounds and get random shots of the nun and her mouth is covered in blood. So I was like, is she eating him? So I'm pretty sure that that happened. Uh, then Thomas finds John and John dies. Uh, then Thomas confesses into the camera that he wants God to help him find this baby. If he does one thing right, like he, he sinned, like bless me father for I've sinned. I let John die. I, by not believing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it made sense at the time. You're like, okay, I can kind of see the correlation. Like, Yeah. L- let me find this aggressively baby. Aggressively doubting Thomas. If I was born here, I can die here. <clears throat> so then we hear more satanic chanting, and we see a nun holding a baby. And the lights go out. And he he's, he's going off about, like, begone Satan and <laughs> stuff like that. And he's screaming at the top of his lungs, going full exorcist on this shit. Um, yeah, God commands you. Then we see the uh, satanic altar where there's just a blanket up there wrapped to look like there's a baby. And he gets there and he turns around and there's Mother Superior with her habit off. And she's got, like, a crown of, like, upside-down crosses on her. And, like, creepy-ass white eyes. And she says, welcome home, Thomas, and then kills him. (laughs) And then we hear a baby crying, and she says, hush, child. And then the movie ends. Yeah. It just ends. Stuff does that a lot, especially found footage movies. They want to leave you with that feeling of despair. (sighs) And it's just... I'm okay not knowing what the nuns are up to, but I want to know, are they going to eat the baby? Like, were they eating the children instead of selling the children? I feel like they were eating the children. But they were they were eating the children not as infants. They were, they didn't find infant Yeah, bones. no, and there was definitely... Ch- they found, like, child six-year-old bones. bones. And there were child's toys down there, and they were child ghosts that were running around, so they were eating children. Not babies. So do they raise them like chickens, and then eat them when they're plump? Where? In the caves. I mean, like, <laughs> in order to produce those bones, it follows that they would have had to. I just don't know So uh, there's just where a they lot got the real estate. There's a lot of questions that are still unanswered, and it's really more of a ride, this movie. And it's a good ride. It's a fun ride. Just, there's... I don't know. Just sit back and enjoy. They kind of scattershot. But it's still kind of fun to watch. So, out of out of a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate this movie? In your heart of hearts. Uh, I have seen a lot of terrible movies. Don't think about it. Just guess. <laughs> uh, this is... Solidly mid-range, five and a half, six. I was going to give it a solid six because it's better than average, but it's not a seven. It's not a seven. I was going to say six, six and a half. It has one or two good moments, but they're they're not good moments because they've been set up to be incredible set pieces. So basically, if you're sitting, if you're fun, if you're sitting around on Hulu and you want to watch. A movie that's fun. This is a good one to watch for fun. Um, but don't go out of your way, basically. Um, so it's competently done. 
Like it looks better than a lot of other stuff. That yes. And they really lean into that square aspect ratio. And the sound mixing was. The sound mixing is pretty good. Um. So I but, guess that's it for us here at It Came from the Internet. Um. I guess we'll see you next time. Woo!